Gamecock Nation, welcome to the Cocky on Saturday podcast. I'm your host, James Beal, class of 2018, former student manager, and there's nothing I love more than talking some Gamecock football. Let's go. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Cocky on Saturday podcast. Today marks the close to the unofficial start of the SEC football season. Over the last four days here, coaches and players have gathered in Nashville for SEC media days, and we're going to catch you right up to speed with everything you need to know about the Gamecocks and Shane Beamer's press conference. But let's start right there in Nashville. Obviously, a little bit of change of scenery for a long, long time. It was in Hoover. Uh, but now we're starting to see them travel a little bit for these SEC media days. believe last year was in Atlanta, Nashville this year. Sounds like uh, they're going to be in Texas next year. I don't hate it. Uh, obviously, the tradition is gone from Hoover, but it is kind of cool for the SEC to be traveling. You know, Hopefully, one of these days, maybe they come t- closer to South Carolina. Maybe a Charlotte destination. That'd be pretty awesome. Would be great to be in attendance. I know you can't necessarily be in the media portion, but you could be there in the lobby, be able to meet some of the players, the coaches. Certainly a great event. It gets everybody in the right mindset for the football season upcoming. I know I'm even more pumped after the past couple days here and excited to catch you guys up to speed. I'm sure you guys have seen, but obviously every coach in the SEC brings some players along with them to SEC media days. This year, Beamer came through on his promise. Last year, he joked, hey, when Spencer is a senior, we'll bring him right back. At the time, everybody kind of laughed. Didn't think he'd actually be here at this point in time, but he followed through. Spencer's still on campus. And so Coach Beamer was joined by Spencer Rattler, Tonka Hemingway, and Specialist best punter in the country, Kai Kroger. I know a couple fan bases out there were shaming the Gamecocks for bringing a punter, but when you have a guy like Kai Kroger, who's such a great locker room presence and such a fan favorite, why not bring him? Also, get him on that short list for those national votes upcoming for the Ray Guy Award. That's something Shane Beamer was not afraid to say. It's very, I don't want to say political, uh, but a lot of the Raiders, honestly, just aren't that knowledgeable. So when it comes to these special team awards, sometimes the most gifted player flies a little bit under the radar, doesn't actually win the award. So props to Shane bringing his punter, Kai, to SEC Media Days. That's going to get his name a little bit more at the forefront. Certainly, if he has a year like last year, it gives him a very solid chance to go out there and potentially win that Ray Guy Award for Best Punter in the Country. Before I break down Beamer's press conference, I just wanted to share a couple highlights that we saw from the other SEC coaches during the first three days. On day four, Beamer was joined by Lane Kiffin and Josh Hupel. I'll start right there. It, I know Hupel's putting together an impressive program at Tennessee. You know, say what you want about the recruiting violations. Obviously, that was the older regime. Probably should have been a little bit of a harsher punishment on Tennessee. But, you know, none of those faces that are there in the program anymore. They're moving forward. He's obviously had some great success. We did get one over on them last season. But honestly, that was one of the most driest pressers I saw all week here. 
he really it was a lot of coach talk almost talking down to the media wasn't super impressed and you know what I don't love Tennessee so I don't mind talking bad on them starting to become a little bit of a trend here Lane Kiffin was electric as always had the reporters cracking up throughout his presser Uh, one reporter asked him to share a list of top donors across programs in the country and Lane Kiffin even joked that as much as he wanted to he was not about to get into that mess. Um, so that was certainly a great moment on this last day. And he spoke right before Beamer. My other main takeaways, and I, I'll keep it short here. If you guys want to see a breakdown coach by coach, we did post an article going into a little bit more detail. But I was super impressed with Zach Arnett, new head coach at Mississippi State, obviously taking over for the late Mike Leach. He started his presser with sort of a sweet sentiment. Uh, We saw last year Mike Leach's opening statement was only seven words long, and Arnett was quick to acknowledge that he was going well over that, Uh, but he did keep it short and sweet, and he was very well-spoken. Super impressed about him. Seems like the right guy to continue leading that program. Obviously a tough time they're going through. They have a lot of faith in him and you know, wish him the best moving forward until they play the Gamecocks, obviously. It was also cool to see Hugh Freeze get up there, new head coach for Auburn, coming off of a couple successful years at Liberty after leaving Ole Miss in that recruiting scandal that they had down there. But happy to have him back in the SEC, certainly a great head coach. I'm sure he'll learn from the mistakes there. And is only going to make this conference even more competitive. Hopefully get Auburn right back on the map. Maybe make the Iron Bowl a little bit more of a closer matchup for years to come. And, you know, excited to see him right back in the mix. And for the man of the hour, the reason you guys are here, the reason I'm so plugged into SEC Media Days, Coach Shane Beamer did take the podium on day four on Thursday. He went on around 1230, piggybacking right after Lane Kiffin's press conference there, and Shane was amazing as always. Such a class act, and such a family-forward person. That's something I always come away feeling about Shane Beamer. He constantly is relating back to his family, his kids, his wife, are such a big part of his life. And you know, I think that's why he's such a genuine and such a relatable head coach. All of us have families, you know, and when you bring them into the fold and make your family be a part of it, it almost expands out to the Gamecock family. We're part of his family in a sense because he makes us feel so close to him. And, you know, he was joking about how last year his kids were giving him a hard time after having the second longest opening introduction. He was trying to keep it pretty short today. Realistically, all he did was speak super quick during his opener. I think it still ran at just about nine, ten minutes, and he was second most for words out of all coaches at SEC Media Days. So I'm sure he's hearing it from his wife and kids when he heads on home back to Columbia this evening. Uh, but you know, it's all fun and games. Again, very well spoken. Had a lot of great things to say about this program. Sh- certainly recommend that you guys take some time and tune in hear it for yourself but just to give you guys a handful of highlights here the biggest thing I took away and was actually in our local media session that he mentioned this and it seems to be sort of a key phrase for the entire program this year is no complacency you'll see that's the title of the podcast and that's just going to be the message throughout the entire season we had a great close to last year 
Great win against Tennessee. Great win against Clemson. But what happened in that week before Tennessee? We didn't score an offensive touchdown against Florida. Shane was not shy to bring that up. And, you know, I think that takes a lot of guts and, you know, showing a lot of humility there too. Saying, hey, you know, as excited as you guys are, you know, we won the Palmetto series, but we weren't as good as we could be. We were not as consistent as we could be. So moving into this year, just keeping that at the front of mind and it being more on purpose to make sure that they continue to play strong, put the best product out on the field and continue that success that they saw at the end of last season. Shane also harped on how the excitement around the program is really at an all-time high. Season ticket sales were up 106%. Uh, sold out events when Shane is speaking at, whether it be a local nonprofit or at a business or part of the Garnet Trust program with players. All across the state, fans are back and plugged in. And, you know, say what you want about that. Certainly, there's some casual fans out there that do tune out in some of those down years. And, you know, probably for their own right reasons. I don't blame them. A lot of us are staying plugged in even during that three-win year. But Gamecock football is back. It really has that feel that we were having in those early 2010s there with Clowney and Lattimore. We're getting back to that. And Shane has brought that culture back. And culture is such a key word. That's something we heard a lot out of him in his first year at SEC Media Days. And he's delivered on that message loud and clear. And I know all of Gamecock Nation is backing him right now. And getting into a couple deeper points as far as it, the roster and answers that we got from Shane. One of the big things is that the punt returner spot is wide open. All the other specialists are back this year, kicker, punter, kick returner, long snapper, holder, but the punt return position is open. He did speak on Nicholas Harbor, as you guys know, the five-star athlete, uh, now officially a wide receiver at the University of South Carolina, and how he, he will have an opportunity to earn some snaps this year. Certainly a super fast player standing at six foot five, an athletic freak on the field, and excited to see him potentially out there. I don't think... Day one, game one up in Charlotte will be his time to really be on the field too much. I think it's something he's going to have to grow into. But honestly, I'm thinking maybe that punt returner slot gets him a little bit of some on-field action. Depends who starts there early in the year, but I would not be shocked by the end of the season if we didn't see him take at least a couple reps there. So that'd be pretty interesting to see how that shakes out. Shane did field a question from an Arkansas reporter about Trey Knox and what allured him to Trey in the transfer portal. Obviously, we lost Jaheim Bell and Stogner through the transfer portal, but we were able to bring in a great tight end in Trey Knox from Arkansas, a guy that put up a large amount of yards against us in the past, and Beamer pointed right to that. He was a handful to game plan against. And, you know, an absolute weapon to bring to this offense. Arkansas will certainly be missing him this year, but happy that he's a Gamecock and he's in Columbia now. Shane did speak a little bit on the Dow Loggins hire, actually alluded to him being somewhat of a mentor for him, at least on the offensive side of the ball, a good friend of his that he would visit when they were in town together um, and would call up periodically just to run some offensive scheme ideas by him and get his thoughts. So, Sort of a natural fit for Shane Beamer to bring into that offensive coordinator role. I hope that that relationships can certainly help. 
some of the play calling and creativity for this offense. Excited to see what Loggins can do with his offense, along with it, taking some things from last year that were really successful for Rattler and that offense towards the end of the season, especially. The other big news that we keep hearing about, and I know everybody's plugged into at least a little bit, is DK Joyner officially moving to the running back position. Last I heard out of camp, he was 229 pounds, obviously stands six foot one, but he's put on the weight to be a running back, and that's where he sees himself. Beamer did speak a little bit to that process at the beginning of spring. There were only two scholarship running backs on roster and Beamer just had a conversation with DK. Uh, He asked him if they'd be able to mix him in a little bit, not necessarily make a full change, but if he'd be opposed to it. And there, there was some pushback. He was very honest about it. And I think that's very fair and warranted from DK. He's a guy that came in as a quarterback and made a position change to wide receiver and spent the better part of the last two years learning that role and now being asked to potentially learn another position. So I certainly understand maybe some of the reservation there from DK, but as soon as he got into that role in the spring, he really took ownership and fell in love with the running back role and the possibility of being out of the backfield. And he's really taken it in as his own. And from the sounds of it, he's really taken that position over. I do think it's probably his job to lose. I think he's going to be out there week one. He's a guy the coaching staff has a lot of trust in. And obviously, as a fan, we know how electric he can be on the field. You know, the more you can get the ball into his hands, the more good things will happen. So he's not really, you know, a deep threat receiver. He's kind of an underneath guy. Get him out in space. Let him make a guy miss. You know, some of those passes out of the backfield, I think, are going to be super advantageous for him. And Beamer was very happy to share that during the press conference. And hey, I'm expecting a huge year out of DK and only wish the best for him. A guy that really does embody what the Gamecock program is about. You know, this is his super senior year. Super hopeful that he can have a great year ahead of him. Beamer also spoke very highly of Travion Robertson, the only change on the defensive staff for this upcoming season. He takes over at the D-line role and actually spoke about one of the defensive linemen came up to him after practice in the spring and told Beamer, hey, that guy's great. That's a great hire. He's the guy that's going to make us better. And after losing all the pieces we did from that defensive line after last season, it's great to hear that from our players. I I do genuinely believe Beamer. That's not a story he would make up. And I mean, how much of an impact does a coach have to make for an 18-year-old to seek out the head coach and let him know how impressed he is? So super excited about what Travion Robertson can do. Obviously a former Gamecock football player, so he lives and breathes garnet and black. And from North Carolina, Beamer spoke about him being a huge influence on the recruiting trail in North Carolina. We want to start getting a lot of those guys just across that state border to be coming more consistently here to South Carolina. So that certainly played into the factor there. But I think Robertson's going to be a great ad for this coaching staff and hope he's going to be here in Columbia for years to come. A couple final key takeaways that I had. Beamer did let us know that Strawn and Kappa had some off-season procedures done and are going to certainly be limited at the beginning of camp. But he does expect them back by week one, which is great to hear. 
we did lose a lot of pieces on that defensive side of the ball. So excited to hear that Strawn and Kaba will be back in full force, hopefully good to go by week one. I think Mo Kaba is geared up for a huge year here and excited to see what he can do on the field. Beamer took a question on Austin Stogner and, you know, sort of his mysterious transfer back to Oklahoma. His answer there was pretty short and sweet, as you'd expect. It said you need to gear that question towards Austin and let him answer that for himself. And last one here that I found pretty interesting, Beamer did field a question about Lenora Sellers at the tall six foot five quarterback out of Florence. And I know a lot of people are excited about him and what he could potentially do as a runner in that Wildcat formation, sort of run that to carry on joiner role. But Beamer was quick to remind everybody, do not forget the rest of those guys in that quarterback room. Luke Doty has played some very serious snaps over the last couple of years here. I expect him to be involved based on Beamer's response. You know, he's certainly an athlete himself. I'd guess we'd see Doty on the field earlier than Sellers. And that makes a lot of sense. I know it's very easy to get excited about these freshmen incoming and what they can potentially be. And obviously, we want to see them on the field sooner than later. But there's a progression to it. He's not going to be taking serious snaps early in the year. Is that to say we won't see him at all? No. I, If I had to guess, we'll probably see him at some point. But, you know, beginning of the year, when you're trying to get your rhythm going, trying to come out with a couple big wins early on, you know, Use your guys that have been there. The moment's not going to be too big for them. Lean on them. You know, Doty is going to be ready to go when you put him on the field. So by all means, use the guys that have the SEC experience. Let them do their thing. And, you know, if Sellers comes on at some point, great. Bring them right into that fold. And, you know, hopefully at that point, you know, winning becomes contagious. And he's only going to help us get to that next level. And again, I urge you guys to go ahead, watch the full press conference yourselves. It was about 30 minutes, pretty short um, and sweet, which is nice about these SEC media days, which does officially bring us to the close of the unofficial start of the SEC football season. Training camp is just in a little bit over two weeks now. Excited to see what we're hearing out of camp. Good thing for the Gamecocks. We're not dealing with any sort of quarterback controversy as we're seeing across the SEC. So a lot of it should be good news. Obviously, we want to avoid injury. But you know, make sure you're staying tuned over the next couple of weeks here. We're going to get back to our original schedule of diving into the offense, defense, and special teams, breaking it down by position. But today, I wanted to bring you guys the most up-to-date information from, the, from this past week out of Nashville with the SEC Media Days. So we'll be back next week with our offensive breakdown. Excited to get that to you guys. Excited about this offensive unit. Also really want to dive into some of these freshmen that I really do think could make a big impact on the team this year. It's going to be an exciting year, and I'm even more pumped now than I was before after hearing Beamer speak today. So go ahead and make sure you guys tune in next week, and until then, go Cox! 